Signs of the Southland, Sunday, August 21st, 2022. Before we get into the meat of our subject today, Mr. Purdy, would you knock out a couple of uh, news items for us? Indeed. Indeed. Uh, we have uh, volleyball did more things. They had another tune up in uh, South at South Carolina today where they won four to one, which is not a score that is legal in normal volleyball. Um, but for exhibition purposes, they just played five sets uh, regardless of score. They won the first three. So if it was a real match, they would have won in straight sets. Um, so they were they were quite they, they nailed them quite good. Um, I'm looking at the article now that they put up and they outscored them by the Gamecocks by 19 points in the first three sets um, where I imagine I didn't, I, I don't think this wasn't televised in any way. So I wasn't able to watch. Um, but my guess is this was going to be the day where they did a little bit more work on the main, who was the main rotation and getting through the brunt of a match, the first part of the match and then experiment at the tail end. Um, so, and they won that fifth set 15 to 10. Uh, so good, a, a good showing an expect, I would say an expected showing as well. Cause South Carolina is not a, top of the volleyball world in any way yeah um just to give our listeners a little bit of uh color uh south carolina did make the tournament last year uh they were actually in our regional but fell to western kentucky um so oh, I it, forgot interestingly right. interestingly the last time they had played competition before this was in our own gym but not right. against us so well, I, yeah kind of weird remember- right I remember how we 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 slotted uh I forgot who we slotted first, but that then they lost. So I was like, oh, Citadel. we lost the power the Citadel. That's right, Citadel. Yeah, and so we lost the Power Five on Power Five matchup. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then then they lost. So I was like, okay, whatever. Well, see, Western Kentucky got very sleep uh, slept on last year, so kind of got uh, a bad draw to uh, to get definitely. sent to our gym. But definitely was one of the best uh, group of fives. But I suppose that's no uh, no big uh relevance to here i will say looking at the pictures that they were posting online from uh the carolina volleyball center the vibe is very similar uh to their pool across the street big uh big rec center uh vibes you know like a like a i guess a community center type you know that that warehousey ceiling type thing so definitely an interesting venue but uh i su- i suppose we'll never be back there at least not anytime soon Interesting. I I thought this one was on TV. I think it was being streamed online, and it was, was it? uh, it it was you know open attendance, free attendance at uh at Carolina Volleyball Center. So hopefully they had a pretty good crowd. I didn't I, I didn't actually see the pictures. So I mean it it, it looked like a good game, like you were saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. And yeah. then we have and then football stuffs. Coming eventually. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about it next week. Um, once we are much closer than we are now, cross country is our main thing today, which also happens around the same time. Um, but training camps happening and all the good stuff that goes along with that. Um, if you are a student, you can still buy, or if you have someone that knows who's a student, you can still buy your uh your season your student season tickets and get a section you want. As I had a friend do this morning when I was with them because they forgot to buy their Clemson ticket, so they just got all the tickets right there and then. I will say, um, speaking of tickets, to clarify a point we made last week, it looks like season tickets are only 65. I must have inflated that by five bucks in my head. And they've also posted um, 
Um, McCamish Pavilion tickets, uh, an adult's going to be 10 bucks. Youth and senior five uh, groups of 10 or more are five apiece, uh, which is a little bit more than your usual uh, single games at uh, at O'Keefe, which is like seven bucks, eight bucks. So a little bit more to get into five. McCamish, but that's that's the that's the best game on the schedule. So <laughs> uh, definitely not, uh, you know, it, it, it's worth the extra two or three dollars, whatever that is. They're not ripping you off. No, they're, um, they're absolutely not. Certainly not. I think their goal for that game is to fill up the lower bowl. And then once, if they get enough attendance to open up the upper, then they'll, then they'll do it. But lower bowl for, uh, I mean, that's twice the capacity of O'Keefe right there. More. Yeah. At least. I mean, the, I mean, O'Keefe is what 12. Oh, wow. O'Keefe is 1200. So that might be. We're talking. It's the lower bowl can get four to five. Right. So yeah. yeah, Three points. Something math is hard. So nice. I will say um, that is pretty similar to the NIT dilemma uh, against Indiana from a couple of years back. But filling the lower bowl should be should be you know it's within the realm of doable. But I think if you look back in the media guide, the number one attendance ever for Tech is an 09 game against UGA at home, uh, and I believe the quote on that is twenty five hundred people. Uh, how they fit twenty five hundred people into the O'Keefe gym. I have no idea how that's legal, but uh, per people that were there, uh, they were lining them up like multiple people deep along the baseline. So I don't think we'll ever see anything close to that again. So if you if you want to see a cloud, crowd of more than 1,200, you've really got this, and that'll, that'll be kind of your opportunity to do that, I suppose. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Before we get to cross-country again, Jake, do you want to give us a quick update about a championship experience that you saw in Atlanta this weekend? Yes. Yeah, so yesterday I was out and about in Atlanta, as I tend to be, and my buddy goes, Jake, I have another ticket to the Big Three championship game. Do you want to go? And I was like, no, not really. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm not really doing anything else. So it actually wound up being a... Three game slate. Uh, the opening game was the celebrity uh, big three game, I suppose, uh, which Clyde Drexler and his celebrities faced off against uh, Ice Cube himself and uh, his celebrities led by Rob Gronkowski. Uh, so that was very interesting to watch Gronk playing three on three basketball with a bunch of other uh, musicians. The I think the former Bachelor was out there. I, I don't watch The Bachelor, so um, somebody else who who does might be a better source there. Um, so very interesting. And then there was the all-star game, a uh, couple former NBA names on there. I think it was more interesting. And, and, I, and I know Dr. J does coach in the big three and, and all that, but definitely was interesting to see him out there. And then the championship game at 5 PM, which is also why I'm late to our recording today. Fun fact for, for those who want to follow along with the timeline drama of the three hosts. But um the championship game saw a team called Trilogy, formerly led by Jarrett Jack, squaring off against Power, uh, which was led by Glenn Rice Jr., uh, famously playing three seasons at Tech before being dismissed. So a lot of Tech connections running through there. Uh, it was a very, I'd say, surprisingly full crowd. Um, they didn't sell all of State Farm Center because there was like some screens, so they had blocked off like one half or I guess one third of the lower bowl. They did the whole uh, Atlanta United capacity trick. Uh, it was like 
it was like if you could take different chunks out of different sides of the bowl. So like the half that had the screens had the upper deck open, but the half with the like wall of suites did not have that upper deck open. It, it was it, it was an interesting layout. Most of the con- concession stands weren't open, but the ones that were um, honestly pretty good food um, for what we paid. Not bad. They have those steel or the aluminum uh, soda cups now, and they do the fan friendly pricing. So, so that was interesting, but uh, trilogy uh, formerly of Jarrett Jack uh, went on to win their third title. Uh, I guess that puts the trilogy in, in their name, but um, the coach came on afterwards and gave an interesting little rant uh, in which he was self-declaring himself to be coach of the year uh, because his opponent who he had just been, uh, who had, who had just defeated uh, had been named coach of the year. Uh, so that was very interesting. And then, uh, and yeah, it, it was just something that uh, would not have flown by the NBA's, um, I guess, like, yeah, I don't know. Somebody would have gotten fined and I appreciate that he was able to, you know, make it fun and, and poke some fun at the other teams and Ice Cube and, and, and whatnot. And then he said, shout out to CBS. So, you know, really thanking, thanking the TV partners there. But he knows, it was an interesting he knows how time. they get paid. He knows how they get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't know, just I've been to a lot of sporting events in my day and never did I think I would see professional three on three basketball live and in person, I think is a good way to put it. So It's an Olympic sport, Jake. You got to get used to didn't it. We, didn't we not make it in three on three basketball men, to the Olympics? Well, the men didn't. The women won the gold medal. So yeah, women won, women won gold, which included uh, current New York Liberty Center, Stephanie Dotson. Tolson. Mm-hmm. That's right. Interesting. That's, uh, <laughs> certainly something. Absolutely. So I have no transition into this. We're just going to move right into it. We're going to talk about cross country. We're going to get in the meat of the episode today. Jake Grant, I am going to ask you a very dumb question, but I need you to play along because, of, because you know, every – Every podcast is someone's first. What is cross country? I understand that this is a very vague question, but I need you to play along with a bit. In the that, NCAA context. In the NCAA, okay. yes. Good point. Good point. Well, they run and they run for a really long time. Comma, uh, on the men's side, race distance, uh, especially at the NCAA level, obviously, you know, sometimes there are different races that change it up a little bit, but uh, race distance at the NCAA competition uh, is 10,000 meters, uh, a 10K, 6.2 miles, all that good stuff. The women's is a little bit shorter. Um, I believe it's 6,000 meters at NCAAs. Uh, I always kind of forget about that, but uh, I feel like I've seen 8,000 meter races before for but and maybe that's just in, in a one-off kind of context but it is 6k uh, at ncaa's last i was aware and i don't recall them making any any rules changes so um yes that that's the gist they run and it's different by men or women but it's just one event right they they do it they run it and that's that's the competition pretty straightforward so usually a mix of teams everyone's timed individually it's a running sport yada yada, yada. but yes typically when we talk about these uh, about cross country, we see like a wide variety of courses that they run on. Some are like through woods. Some are just 
flat or not flat ground, but at least like fields. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just sort of the environments that they run in. Yeah, they're they're all pretty different. Uh, for tech, uh, it is other than golf, probably the one notable absence from something. I guess we have a true home course at. You'll never really see tech having a a home race, if you will. Uh, it requires a lot of land. Obviously, uh, 10,000 10, uh, meters uh, of perimeter. I guess you you'd put it. But uh, hey, I mean, back in the day, they would just run them up to the waterworks and back down Hemphill Street. But that's uh, not really something I guess you can pull off in this modern day and age. And also that is on asphalt and, and hard pack now, which uh, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're running through grass and dirt and gravel, you know, that kind of more, I guess, natural vibe to it, at, at least, uh, you know, commonly you'll see there, but, um, but yeah, no, courses are, are very um, disparate. I think is a fair way to put it. Not like in a bad way or anything like that. It's not like it's non-standard. Um, it can be, it can be somewhat of a home field advantage, but uh when you have as few racing opportunities as you do, I, I think that's one reason and not to spoil the bag here, but uh, I, I think that's part of the appeal of maybe the North Alabama Invitational going to Huntsville in advance of, you know, NCAA South regions and being able to say, Hey, we know this course um, you'll, you'll see tech has run like a, a doubled up in Tallahassee a couple of times in the past. Um, things like that, I, I think is, you know, usually something that they're trying to do to, to get familiar with that race. Cause at the end of the day, you're really preparing for that one really big race because NC South regions is going to decide which uh, teams and then individuals kind of like golf in, in that sense, get, uh, get to go, but that it's really mainly a team competition. So you kind of have to have that top to bottom turnout. Okay. Speaking of that top to bottom turnout, we know what that top looked like for Georgia tech last year. It was Nicole Fegans and she just, raked in the awards jack i am putting you a little bit on the spot but let's roll through some of the stuff that nicole fegans did during her tech tenure i just effectively she just broke anytime she ran she broke a tech record and then when she ran the race again she just broke whatever record she had already set um by the time she qualified uh i know we not long after i joined the podcast was when she was racing at nationals in oregon um, at least for the track part of the season. Um, and I think her turn time was not as fast as her best at that time. Uh, and this was not her dominant side either. She was better on the track side. Um, but generally she was our top go track runner. Um, we're racing. This kind of skips a beat, but just to point out her significance, she won the Penn state race that the team is still going to race at this year. And she won by nine seconds in 2021. Um, so like we're, we're losing as someone who can, very clearly beat beat number one in the field um at any given race and in, in a cross-country setting um, yeah. which we don't have also i'm looking at the roster now i don't think they it's, updated it on the website yet because she's still she's still listed on the website which i know is not right yeah. she is not a senior anymore that was going to be my immediate <laughs> immediate follow-up there which makes it a little bit tough right because yeah. you can talk about vegans but really that whole junior senior class uh, was pretty stacked in terms of you know you had vegans um, but you had Mary Catherine, not Liz Galarza. And I do know that Liz Galarza is back uh, for another year. So I presume that's a, a fifth year type situation. Cause I was pretty sure that yeah. she was a senior. Yeah. We still got uh, just, years. Yeah. Like a, a senior, senior type situation. But um, if any of these names are going to be familiar, obviously uh, Fegans is departing Galarza uh, is back, but uh, Mary Catherine, not was a big part of, uh, you know, the teams that went to NCAAs. And then there was also, 
Um, Claire Moritz was uh, a name that you'd probably see a lot there. Other than that, um, in terms of notable notable finishers um, or people that had good, uh, I guess, track seasons, Riley Perlikowski had some great racing in the spring, not somebody we really saw a lot of um, last year. And then um, <laughs> obviously the name bit carries on in in uh, Aaron Fegan's uh, yes. a younger sibling. Don't uh, be Nicole. fooled if you... Okay, vegans. It's not. It's not Nicole. It's the sister. Yeah, yeah. but uh, in terms of updated roster, I I haven't seen anything at least, and and really all we can go off of without an updated roster is that they've told us that you know Liz Gillard is coming back, who's been a big performer on that team, and also James Cragen uh, talking about the men. Um, he was probably their best uh, runner last year, and we also can say that I'm pretty sure it's James and Liz on their schedule poster too. So we're that's really all we've got uh, on on this team, and then they're they're running in a week and three days. So, you know, kind of your guess is as good as ours at this point. I mean, I hope they'll put up an updated roster by September first. It would be nice. Yeah, that would be that'd be very nice. Um, that would be that would make our jobs a little bit easier. But like we said, we know Craigan uh, is going to be back. We know that uh, uh, Liz Galarza is back as well, and those are going to be your Honestly, those are going to be the, the big names to watch, I would probably say, too, going into next year. Even if even if we did know anyone else, I think that's where I would settle in terms of, you know, the highlights uh, from the roster as well. Absolutely. So we've gone over, your, you know, your basics, key departures, and then some names to know. Let's talk about their schedule. We talked about it at a very high level uh, a couple of weeks ago when it was originally released, but Mr. Purdy... I hear you have a game for us to play as we pick apart and preview this schedule. Yes, as to not make this a dry, this team is running here on this day and then call it a day. We will make sure I, I will. I have a famous person from somewhere from either any of these schools or the city that they're running in, if it's a neutral site, minus a couple of them. And I will, uh, and y'all can play along as you're listening. I will name the context of this person and then give you all like, I don't know, 20 seconds to figure it out or try. And then I'll just say it so we don't stay here for eight hours trying to figure out who these very specific people are. Because um, these are like Barry in North Alabama and other schools like that uh, that are not exactly huge. Until we get to Penn State, then it's open season. That's about it. Okay, let's get started. September 1st, the Barry Open hosted by Barry College. One of you uh, in the past, I can't remember if it was Jack or Asha, has noted that it's kind of odd that we're running at Barry at all. It's a D3 school. Uh, and I will point us back to the fact that Barry, being uh, outside of Rome, not only has a very large campus, but a very um, relatively good uh, set of athletic facilities. And I think the thing that uh, most of us would probably like have that click together for is by mentioning the Rome Tennis Center at Barry College. Uh, that's been the site of many an ACC championship for tennis. So um, if you're kind of like, why are we going to Barry? Well, <laughs> hard to find a cross country course uh, in the middle of Atlanta, but also uh, Barry's got some decent uh, athletic facilities too. Like I said, mainly that uh, that tennis one coming to mind. So I know I was a little bit like, huh? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's Barry. They've, they've got some, you know, at least decent programming space up there. So nice for running there twice. Mr. Purdy, your first hint. This is a current Atlanta Brave. So you only got about 25 people you could pick from. They did they did play in the last two days. 
Oh, okay. So that so, limits it to literally 18. From yeah. Barry or from, from Rome? Played, played at Barry. Played at Barry. This is an actual wow. Barry. Yes. And as huh. far as I know, is the only major leaguer to ever make it from Barry. Hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Ooh, give us some fielder, more, give but... us some more drama. Give us some more time. Let's ask some questions. Okay, okay. All right. That was Colin McHugh, current Braves reliever. Next one, North Alabama Invitational, September 16th. I'll also note that we don't have a list of opponents for a lot of these yet. We will mention those where we do. But yes, North Alabama. This one is in Huntsville, I think you said. Yes, that are yeah, this yeah, North Alabama is in Huntsville. Um, former Giants quarterback that I do believe played in one of their Super Bowls against the Patriots that has an alliterative uh initials. Meli Manning. No. <laughs> um played in one of their Super Bowls versus the Patriots, but didn't play but well played quarterback, you said. Corner. Oh corner corner cornerback. Yeah. Dang. See that okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that part, but I know he was a giant at one point. Um I got nothing. I, I was gonna say Eli Apple, which who I think is with the Giants now, but I'm not entirely sure. No, it's not. Okay, I don't think he was with the Giants at the time. It is Janoris Jenkins, who was oh. second team second team all pro in twenty sixteen and a pro bowler that year. And was fourth in defensive rookie of the year voting in 2012 with the Rams. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. No, a lot of these are going to be kind of tough just because it's very tiny places, as this next one is with Lehigh. Lehigh Paul Short Run, September 30th. Your notable opponents: uh, Duke, Indiana, UNC, Texas A&M, and Virginia. Mister Purdy, your hint: a current New Orleans Pelicans starter. Not Jose Alvarado. No, not a starter either. Zion? No. Well, Duke, dude. He went to Duke. <laughs> you, you said hometown. This is this is this this is the school. Zion's the like world. famously from South Carolina, so this, not Bethlehem, this is, this is, Pennsylvania. This is hosted by this is this is hosted by Lehigh, so I'm going by graduates of Lehigh. Okay. Uh, Lehigh <laughs> famous alumni Twitter. <laughs> Please don't, don't do tell what me I Google. Lee Iacocca. That would have that was one of the other ones. I've read his biography actually. Uh it's very good. Current, I recommend it. This is it. a current starter on the Pelican. A current, like would be starting today if they had a game. Um this is former Portland Trailblazer, target of many trade rumors, CJ McCollum. Uh, oh dang it. I knew that. Yeah. Did you? Did you really? Yes, I. As as soon as he said it, as a as a mid major basketball fan, yes, unbelievable. This is already off the rails. Uh, the other notables, this... though, I, that I almost did was Stephanie Rule, who, if you watch network television, hosts the Eleventh Hour on NBC. Wait, or wait, wait, or Roger Penske. Let's move on to the Alexander Asics Invitational. This is in Fairburn, Georgia, on October first. So I believe this is a split squad situation. Um, yes. between Lehigh and Alexander Invitational. Mr. Purdy, what's your hint? Um, this person <laughs> was partners with Iggy Azalea for three years. Uh, uh, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Iggy chains? Azalea. So. Playboy Cardi. Damn. Oh, 
Mr. Chains was at the State Farm Center today. Two Chains and B.O.B. performed live. I'm telling you, this was a this was an event, man. <laughs> Everyone who was anyone was, was at the big three. Uh, at the big three thing. That this is sense. a great game because n- neither of us know any of these things, and we're learning with you. Actually, uh, we're you know we're 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 learning something. We're investing some time. Uh, oh. You know, we're growing together. Akshay, I know something about learning together and investing time, but also investing money uh, that we can learn together about now as our intermission. Why don't you finish that segue, Mr. Grant? Yes. So, uh, yes, learning, investing, investing money in very soft and quality tech apparel can be done. uh, And that is very possible with Section 103. Uh, Section 103 is Georgia Tech's, um, I guess, premier question mark. I, I, only uh, provider of very soft uh, licensed uh, ATL merchandise. I don't think I've seen it anywhere else. Uh, so if you like, um, you know, that logo, it is the place to get that. It's on quite a lot of navy gold. Uh, and I believe they might have a, do they have a gray or a white? But uh, either way, I know it's on a lot of navy and a lot of the gold, but also Georgia Tech's wordmark, uh, which is exceptional uh, and uh, can be found, again, on a lot of gold, navy, white, hoodies, shirts, long sleeves, um, you know, crew neck. I think there's a crew neck, right? I'm frantically scrolling. Well prepared, to Mr. Yes, Grant. there's a crew neck. It's gray. I found it. I knew it was on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, all very podcasting. high. All very high quality. Um and uh, I can definitely say that uh, my shopping cart is still full. But, uh, you know, September 1st gets closer every day. Do you guys have anything else to say before we plug their socials? Where can you find Section 103 on the Internet, Mr. Grant? That is Section103.com. Uh, Stephen's a great partner. Uh, he makes great stuff. And we love working uh, with them and also uh, spending our cold, hard cash on his delightful merchandise. Uh, great uh, great place to get tech apparel. Uh, and you can also follow them at Section 103 on Twitter. Uh, vote in polls for new shirts. And also engage uh, with the brand. Tell them what you want to see, what you like. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the place to be buying. So might as well start there. Speaking of places to be doing things, running specifically on October 14th, A bunch of schools in the Northeast and Georgia Tech will be at the Penn State National Open. Your notable opponents, Penn State, of course, Michigan, Northwestern, Rutgers, Syracuse, and then a bunch of the Ivy League. So, Mr. Purdy, please tell me you have a at least one of these that you have a hint for that we can get. There's nobody to pick from. I'll let you all pick this one. Would you rather the U.S. Senator, the actor, or the women's soccer star? Women's soccer star. Okay. Uh, not the women's soccer star. Okay. I don't know anything about them. Gosh, that didn't go Split over the very difference, well. Damn it! I, I meant that just to troll Akshay, but oh, my my goodness. The uh, well, the women's soccer player, I believe, did start games at the most recent World Cup, um, and then the the uh, the actor was uh, most famous for Modern Family. Hmm. Is it Ty Burrow? The dad, Phil Dunphy. That is correct. That Ty is correct. Burrell. It is indeed yes, Ty Burrell. Yes, we got one. Yes. We got one. I have forgotten the women's soccer player who went to Penn State, and it's on the tip of my tongue. And I just, it's not. Kelly Krieger. 
Allie Krieger, Allie Krieger. If that makes sense. Huh. She, uh, currently yeah, of the Orlando Pride. I don't know. She's been traded recently. I don't remember. Um, but nevertheless, we for John, we are one in like six at this point. There's that's only one more I have left, so that's that. That's that's all we're getting I, probably. I feel like me getting uh, ludicrous should count for Fairburn, but. No, you get nothing, you lose, and you specifically lose, unfortunately. That sucks. Uh, Dang. Moving <laughs> forward, Barry Invitational on October 15th. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, the ACC Championships will be in Earliesville, Virginia. That will be hosted by Virginia, I believe. That is October 28th. I don't believe you have a hint here, Jack, because you don't have one listed. So we're going to roll right through Earliesville, the Earliesville is, an, is is very, very small. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a, there's a couple of people, but no one that I even knew. So I was like, that's not worth it. Uh, is, the wait, isn't that like sort of close to Charlottesville, at least? I mean, I guess it there's is. still different places, but it, it's still it's still a different place. But yeah, it's pretty close to Charlottesville. Uh, we went over the Barry Invitational. We went over the ACC Championships. NCAA South Regional is also in Huntsville. Lots of stuff in Huntsville this year. Uh, that will yeah. be on November 11th. Uh, and then the NCAA championships officially official uh, will be in Stillwater, Oklahoma on November 19th, just a week mm. after the regional. Mr. Purdy, this is your final hint. Make it a good one. This is the only person that I could find that was relevant enough for a sports podcast. He played for the Rockies. He played for the Cardinals and won a World Series I, or two. I don't remember how many with the Cardinals. Ugh. But also, you know, you could have picked the literal Ugh. head coach of this football program. Oh, is he hey. from there? Yes, he's from there. Well, I don't oh, know if he's from there, but he went to college there, so that counts. Oh, I didn't count Oklahoma State. I sure if I should have done that. Oh well. I was going to say uh, Robin Ventura, great option for retired oh, MLB players right. from yeah, from Oklahoma right. State. Uh, the player I'm thinking of is Matt Holiday. Oh, uh, yeah, that, the Rockies thing makes sense then. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Matt Holiday stinks. Although his son got drafted this year, <laughs> if you want to feel old. He got drafted first, so yeah, he's relevant. Right? The holidays are relevant right now. Oof. Nat, yeah. Oof. I, uh, that was... I that makes me feel old, indeed. Folks, I think that was the roughest podcast game that we've ever done. We, we followed through. We did all of it. We did everything we said we were going to do with it. Let's... Talk about this team. Let's get back. Let's put this train back on the tracks. As we've diverged far from them at this point. Let's talk about this team one last time. Jake, you are our foremost expert on the cross country program. What would you give us a vibe check, right? What, what is the state of this program and what do you expect them to do this year? Yeah. So I think last year um, was I think you could safely say a little bit of a letdown year for both programs. Uh, again, uh, Georgia Tech women uh, have recently gotten second in their uh, uh, in their conference finish uh, behind NC State, who's very, very good. So uh, no shame there. But again, uh, came runner up. But last year fell down the, I guess, pecking order a, a decent amount. Um, again, it's something that just happens and with the ebb and flow of time and results and, and things like that. Um, they did finish ninth uh, at regions and eighth at ACC's. Both of those, again, a little bit lower than expected men finished 12th. Um, again, just a, just a little bit lower than expected and, and 13th at the South region. Um, 
it, it was a tough season at the big meets, even though they did uh, pretty, pretty reasonably. Like women finished second at Penn State National Open last year, which is a, a really great meet. Um, a lot of second and third place finishes in other, um, you know, in, in other competition, including wins at Kennesaw State uh, on both sides. So uh, definitely a little bit of a down year last year. I think it's a little bit tough to divine this coming year. Uh, as we noted, the roster does not appear to have been updated yet. I will see if I can click at least into 22, 23. And, and yeah, it's given me still a blank page. Um uh, you know, it, it doesn't even default to that. So without knowing, you know, the status of a couple of last year's seniors, I, I would say it was a little bit tough, but I think certainly for the women's program, the ceiling has and and should be considered higher than than eighth in the ACC. I think this is a, a program that, you know, has not necessarily competed with NC State at the top of the top, but that second through like eighth, ninth is kind of a wild west uh, when it comes to when it comes to just finishes. So if you can, you know, just get a little bit uh, of difference in, in terms of results that can make the difference again, between, between a second and a eighth, ninth, 10th type finish. And, and this team is capable. I, I, I would say of a, of a little bit more than that. Again, it's something that's a little bit tough to know without knowing who's coming back though. So maybe we'll get an updated roster one of these days and, and we'll keep everyone posted. Uh, we'll have some more names eventually. We will. Perhaps we're jumping the gun with our previews here, but in, in terms of getting everything out and previewed before season started, like football, volleyball, and cross country all needed to get done. And they're all starting within, you know, uh, a week and change of each other. So um, if you're out there and you have more info on cross country and want to reach out to us, you know, our, our, our DMs are open and, and we're always happy to, to talk about it because it's, you know, one of, one of tech sports and, and uh, definitely something at least I think has some interesting storylines, just being the bounce back after, after Fegan's graduating. And, and also from a, you know, kind of disappointing finish at ACC's and regions last year. I, I, I'd say that this is uh, a team that does have um, some intrigue in terms of how they can, you know, take that next step back up, especially for the women's team, which has been very good. Very recently, they had one of their best uh, years ever just two years ago so you know they're they're not too far off of that absolutely mr grant mr purdy i think that about wraps it up for us in our cross-country preview bit of a short one today other than the uh whole game falling off the rails at one point do you have anything else that you'd like to discuss mr grant um yeah i i think uh just to put it out there we are going to be talking uh, football next week um if you have not claimed uh your free ticket for atl day versus western carolina that is something uh that you can do uh it's out there it's an option uh or just you know buy a season ticket or something like that but uh you know it's uh something worth mentioning in terms of other um i guess things to look at in in, in the coming months the coming weeks obviously like i said we are going to be previewing football next week but in terms of the tech calendar itself on friday a georgia tech team will play meaningful non-exhibition competition uh as tech heads to oxford to take on ole miss uh friday 5 p.m uh, i forgot to say the at, sport in volleyball oh, yeah in volleyball i thought that was implied but uh, uh tv is tbd on that i'm sure it'll be on sec network plus or at least something and then uh saturday they'll catch illinois at 4 p.m uh, so two uh, two power five teams and Illinois is a you know regular um, 
you know, top 25 tournament, big 10 type mid mid table team and a big 10 mid table team is a darn good team. So should make for, for some interesting uh, opening weekend competition. We'll, we'll be learning about this team right away. Absolutely. Mr. Purdy, anything else to add before we log off? Oh, I think, I think we wrapped it up. Thank you for playing my game, even though it did go off the rails. We nailed everyone I wanted to, we want, I wanted to mention. So. Yeah. I bet. I feel indulged. Claps for everyone. Oh, I've got one more thing, guys. Uh-huh. Um, I would hate, I'd be remiss not to, uh, remiss not to mention it, but men's golf has quietly released um, at least the outline of a fall schedule. And they'll be oh. back in action in Scottsdale uh, Friday, the S- September 9th, uh, that weekend. Uh, and then uh, again, at the end of September uh, in Inverness, uh, at Inverness Club in Toledo, Ohio. They're not going to Scotland. Um, darn and then a couple uh tournaments in october including one at the golf club of georgia up in alpharetta which is their usual um their usual home course so golf will be back in action for with uh with four fall tournaments as well so didn't want to didn't want to forget that but we'll we'll keep an eye on out for other fall competitions softball baseball and tennis being the ones to look out for there scottsdale also known as noonan golf course west (laughs) fair enough I think that about wraps it up for us today. Mr. Grant, please take us home. Yes, you can find us uh, on Twitter at FTRS blog. Uh, We're very responsive. Ask us your questions. Give us your comments and your feedback. Uh, We want to hear from you. Uh, And we also post all of our other content there, uh, articles from the rest of the staff. Uh, We do have uh, personal Twitters as well. You can find me at jakegrant98, jack at Jack Nicholas. Uh, Akshay, if you find him, um, I don't know you get a prize. He doesn't want to be found. So good luck with that. And then you've got uh, emails at uh, from the rumble seat at gmail.com. Let us know your feedback there as well. Uh, Website from the rumble seat.com. We've got comments. Uh, You can, you know, check out all of our other content there as well. And you can catch this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. Again, please tell your friends, uh, let us know your thoughts. And, uh, you know, we take that into consideration planning out future content. So definitely something we take to heart. As always, uh, for Jack and Akshay, I am Jake Grant. Thank you, good night, and go Jets.